to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family. Episode 8. 9. Oh, I wrote episode 8 cause oh, book because it, fluffed it, already. it was before the, um, before the paranormal Yeah, we watched we it before. Uh, yeah, we watched it on Monday. We did. We watched the remake, remake so we yeah. watched the 2018 remake. Oliver's never seen the miniseries. I've not seen the miniseries, but I've already watched the remake, so this wasn't a new one to me. It was a new one to me. But it was a new one to you. So what did you think? Give me a... <laughs> right. I know what's going to happen. I was going to try and sugarcoat it, but I thought it was shit. You thought it was shit? I thought it was shit. I, thought, I, I think Pennywise isn't scary. I think the acting was good. The kids made it watchable. But it was more like a... Like we said, like a Goonies thing. And it was... You know, the Goonies is a class film. We love, we love But I mean, like it was like a Goosebumps thing. Like, I, I didn't find it scary. I thought it was cheap jump scares. Um, There were some bits that I liked, but... The way I what what's the word look at a film and think how did I like it is if that if you'd have turned that off after an hour and a half I'd have not been bothered about what happened I could have easily dropped it there just seemed to be nothing no like hook that kept me going and thinking oh what's gonna happen next who do you think scarier it or Freddy Krueger oh god concept or to watch to what I feel like that's unfair because Freddy Krueger like that film is ancient now essentially whereas this is two thousand eighteen it had all the CGI and the the jump scares were probably better but I'd you know what I'd say Freddy Krueger is scary like them, the amount of blood in some of his kills and that kill where he's ragging her around the room and stuff yeah it's pretty good like these are, like all it does is bite really and there wasn't a massive amount of death in it either there isn't maybe, maybe I'm just not the the demographic it was after because I, I like the old fashioned horrors you like a slasher yeah but I just but even then like, I still find uh, like your paranormal activities the first few scary um, I just didn't think it had it had much to it yeah I'd count that as fair I didn't expect you to like it I wasn't I under the impression I, would like I it. wasn't under the impression you were going to like it because you don't like a nightmare on Elm Street and the two very similar things in terms that they use fear to manipulate yeah. and take advantage of the victims one in dreams and one in reality but I didn't expect you to like it so wasn't in- I'm not ready to like launch your MacBook at you no I, I thought it was okay it's it's okay I will, I'll never ever watch it again yeah not like what relentless. Gonna, I was going to say, what are you going to do if, if it was we end up watching what? It Chapter 2? Well, maybe it's better. I don't know. Maybe it's got... I prefer the second one to the first one. Do you? Yeah. Well, we'll have to watch it sometime then. Yeah, we'll have a look. Anyway, let's get into the film. So we've got the opening scene with Georgie and Bill. Oh, he's just the cutest little kid it, in the It is a really world. good opening scene. And the biting and... Well, the, the biting, the biting. That was quite scary. But I just feel it was a bit lacklustre throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, so it set it up really strongly and then it just sort of One like, One thing that I commented on and I said to you, it seems so drawn out. Like, it, it's a long film and I don't mm. feel like it necessarily needs to be that long. Maybe that's why the acting's good because you get so long to learn about the characters. There's a lot of character development in there. Yeah, but I think maybe because minimal people died, but they are kids. Um, so you don't really feel any emotions towards it because it's all a happy ending at the end. Yeah, I mean the novel was, I think I've read it. I really liked the novel, and it was one thousand one hundred and thirty-eight pages. I think so. It's a long Jeez. book, but that was fair play. Then if it's staying, oh, is it? Yeah, that was it. Chapter two as well. Uh, like it was all in one novel, but uh, it was good. It was a good enough. film, and it was a good book. I don't mind it. It's not just something I'd actively watch, and I quite claustrophobic, so I have quite a fear of clowns I don't like clowns but I can watch Pennywise just... and I don't know why okay so opening scene between Georgie and Bill and there's ju- they're just so cute like little Georgie and his little yellow mark mm. oh it breaks my heart so it's set in the late 80s the film itself Georgie has to get wax for the boat that Billy's making for him so uh, Billy has to ask Georgie to go get some wax for him we learn that Billy says he wasn't feeling very well, so that's why he didn't go out to play with Georgie. But actually, Billy was feeling fine. Mm. And that sort of comes into the guilt later on. He just didn't want to play with his brother. So he makes the boat for Georgie. There's a little bit of a sinister bit within the basement. Georgie doesn't like going down to the basement. He goes down anyway, and he sees two eyes looking at him, but they're actually just... I can't remember what they even are. 
at this point. It's been two days since we watched it. But they're not eyes looking at him, there's something else. Yeah. They do look like Pennywise's eyes though, which is quite interesting. So they go back upstairs, they make the boat, and then Georgia goes out to play. He's just putting the boat down the pipeline, isn't he, of the road, the guttering of the road and watching it go. Yeah. And he's sort of chasing after it, but he loses track of it after he smacks into a road sign and falls down. So he's still chasing after this boat, but it goes into the sewerage. And he's trying to like look over and like reach down, and then that's when we first get a glimpse of Pennywise the Clown. What did you think of Pennywise's look? Have you seen the? Have you seen Tim Curry's version? No, I'm sure. What the original? Yeah. Have you seen no, what the but original? I think that one looks scarier like. than this one. Yeah, I would agree. It. This one, I think what's scary about the original, like the Pennywise in in the 2018 version, it looks um, abnormal, whereas. In the original, from what I've seen, I haven't seen the film, but it look it looks like just like a man in a clown costume, yeah, which makes it more believable, like more scary because he's it's essentially a shapeshifter, isn't it? He can he can do whatever go into whatever he wants. What yeah. what your worst fear is? So for him to just look like a normal guy in a clown costume at the start, yeah, maybe it just gives it that more slasher effect for me. I'm not sure, but. I just don't think that the Pennywise in 2018 looks scary enough. And he sounds like Winnie the Pooh as well, which stressed me out quite a lot. He he sounds exactly like Winnie the Pooh. And I was like, that's not very scary at all. However, I like Bill Skarsgård. I like what he brought to the film. He tries to persuade George to come down to the sewer with him. He's very charismatic and friendly at this point to George. He's saying like, because George is like, I can't talk to strangers. And he's like, well, I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. You're Georgie. Now we're not strangers. And he makes him laugh. He sort of makes him feel comfortable. And then he persuades Georgie to sort of reach down and grab for the boat and then bites his arm off. Now, this bit really was quite scary. It reminds me of Jaws the Revenge, you know, when he's out on the boat and he's in the yellow mark and he gets his arm bitten off. Same sort of promise. And, you know, Georgie's just laying there, like, crawling, trying for help. He's got his arm missing and then he's dragged back. What I don't understand, why are the parents of Derry, which is like everybody who lives there, why are the older people of Derry like just chilling? Yeah, especially when, because it's, you learn later in the film that a lot of the, like it's one of the most highest cases of child abduction or child missing mm. cases. So why would you just let your child run the streets because exactly. you know this? Even if like you, you weren't allowed to tell the secret or anything like that, surely you would make sure your child didn't go anywhere without there was you. quite There was quite a few which I noticed in the film, like, I wouldn't say hidden, but hints towards this being a, a town full of it. Like, when the staple of missing poster up on a lamppost, yeah. there's staples all around it, which assumes that a lot of stuff There's been, been a lot of people there, missing. Yeah. And also, you won't know this because you haven't seen the second film, but if you move away from Derry, you forget all about it. Right. So you don't remember quite what happened. So... Uh, when we see the second film, the Loser Club have all grown up and they're all adults. And the only person that remembers, I believe, is Mike. And he rings them all and he says, he's back, you need to come back. And they all end up coming back, but they can't remember it. And then they start piecing things together when they're all back in Derry together. Mm. So, But that doesn't account for if you still live in Derry and you grow up in Derry. So I'm not quite sure why. Maybe if somebody could inform me of that, that would be great. George is dead. We, but well, missing. We don't know he's dead, uh, but presumably if he's had his arm ripped off, then that will be the case. Then we get a quick close up of the kids. So there's so many of them, and it's really hard to remember all the names. But Mike is the one we see first, and he's in. He's going to kill a sheep. He can't do it, and his grandfather tells him in this life, by the time you are pausing and contemplate whether to pull the trigger somebody will already be pulling the trigger for you and i quite liked that analogy i thought it was quite a clever thing but he can't kill it and the grandfather ends up having to kill it and then we've got the end of school so it's quite a light-hearted bit this little bit and everybody's getting ready they've signed the yearbooks it's summer you know there's a sense of freedom in the air but there's also the lingering sadness of people going missing so they're all talking about the people that are putting posters up and it's quite there's quite a melancholy feel to it and then you've got this is like the first thing we hear from Richie and he's like being in summer he's like beat spending it inside your mum yeah, <laughs> he is amazing he made the film a lot more watchable like his his one liners were, were funny they weren't they they cringy either it wasn't like they was trying to force someone to be funny in the film yeah it was very quick and off the mark there is a curfew in Derry for seven o'clock at night so there there is some sort of awareness that these children are going missing because this curfew's being imposed but it never really goes into a lot of detail about it. 
we see Beverly as well. We meet Beverly in the girls' toilets. She's known as being quite promiscuous, even though she's not promiscuous. A lot of the people, you know, a lot of the school friends, well, it's not school friends, school peers call her a slut and, you know, they think she's being with everybody and she gets a dump of rubbish thrown over her. It's quite sad, really. And then you get the male bullies as well. Yeah. The male bullies were quite intimidating in this film. I, I got this down like, like normally American bullies are very cliche and very jock types. Do you know what I mean? And even though these did have a stereotype of like hill, like I don't know uh, if this is a correct phrase, like hillbillyish and redneck, yeah, yeah, like. But there was still something about them where you thought you, you like normally when you when you watch a bully on a screen, like if it's a bad bully, it's kind of like, well, good try, like trying to convince me. But the way that they acted, it was convincing, and you you genuinely felt some sort of hatred towards them. Definitely, I would agree. They. And there was just no reason for it at that point. We, yeah. There's maybe a little bit of a reason that we find out later. But at that point, it is quite intimidating and they did a good job. Then we've got Beverly and Ben meet. You shipped Beverly and Ben. Yes, I... You you shipped Beverly. And it, later on in the film, it bugs me that... I feel like that, that could have been something... Everyone loves a little, like, kid romance, don't they? So, like... Things change in the second film. Yeah. I need to watch the second, but I'm in no rush to watch it soon because I wasn't impressed with this one. Fair point. But she signs his empty yearbook and there's sort of like a flicker between the both of them. They're quite, it's quite romantic. And then see, we focus back in on the the Colbert Loser Club. We learn that Billy has been spending a lot of time looking for Georgie and his friends sort of tiptoe around him and when they sort of make the inference that Georgie's dead, Billy sort of looks at them and they're like, oh no, I mean missing. So it's the idea that he's been looking for him for quite a long time. He tries to show his dad where Georgia could have ended up. Like, surely if he's died, like, this is where he would have ended up. This this was a bit of a... a not, they, and the, the kids did such a good job of acting because that scene made you feel bad because you can understand how Billy would feel so upset, but then you can understand how his dad reacts because his, his son died and you're getting a constant yeah. reminder saying he's alive, he's alive, he could be alive. And it would it would stress you out. Yeah, and it yeah it does feel quite sad. But then, by the same token, when the, Billy goes into George's room, it's exactly the same yeah. way they left it as well. So maybe there's that small semblance of hope that's just fizzled out time after time. It's hope on not being able to let go, maybe. Yeah, and it's quite it, it is it's very sad. We then get a stroll back to Mike, and we learn that his parents died in a fire when they were there, and he was a baby, and he got rescued, but his parents didn't. Essentially, each one of the kids have their own dark past that they, yeah. that each one of them's got something or dark present or dark present. So, because the girl Beverly, her dad, we don't ever see it, but you get the inkling that he's a, a an abuser, a yeah, child abuser. In it, the way he makes it sound, his words sound sexually abuser as well. They don't ever actually put like put it obvious in front no. of the screen, but the way he speaks to her and stuff in the novel, he's not. Is he not? That's just something that the miniseries sort of took up and then right. the film took up after it. So the novel is not actually sexually abusive. But, yeah, we start getting glimpses into these kids' lives individually and yeah. then they come to face Pennywise on their own Yeah, terms. essentially learn each of their backstory and then they all merge together and that's I think that's where all the fears come from. I quite like the, the next bit we get. So when the Jewish boy, I think it's Stan... The Jewish boy Stan is reading the Torah and then he gets told to go upstairs and mm. he's putting the Torah back and then the woman in the painting. And that was fairly scary. That was fairly creepy. I liked that. And so we get him and then we've also got the boy Ben spending time in the library as well. And this is my scariest bit of the whole film, actually, when, when he's in the library. Yeah, the headless person. I, it just freaks me out. I don't know. I, I thought the film is very well it's majority cgi based and i just turn my nose up some can be good when it's used in small doses but i much prefer uh, special effects yeah. to be used i don't understand why they're not more in modern horrors maybe it's just cheaper and easier to use cgi it's better for actors because they don't have to go through eight hours of makeup a day I suppose it's looking at it being more realistic really but i but i think you're right the that it's real is it looks more realistic but you can also tell it's done by a computer if yeah. you get what i'm saying i mean if you've got so, for instance, like Pennywise's mouth morphing open and the rows of fangs and teeth, like that's not going to look any better done with a special It'll effects. It looks worse with costume. special effects because for but something. Then it's the effort that's gone into yeah, it. And... I, but like I said, I, I'm an yeah. old-fashioned horror fan. I like I like the old ones. They've all got like Jason Jason Voorhees. Like when the eyes pop out, even though it was awful, the the special effects when he's crushing that guy's head and his eye pops out, it was an 
awful special effects and you could it just looked you could tell it was a dummy head. But it was good. But I like it because they've used realistic props. Yeah, and so then Ben's in the library and he runs out of the library because obviously well, it's a little boy, isn't it? A little boy with no head freaked him yeah. out as it would. And the bullies grab hold of Ben. Now this was really quite I, I wanna say graphic, I wanna say violent, but it's not what but when the, the car he carves his name into him, like that's that's pretty dark. See, I I put down here, um, Pennywise. Uh, the 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 car with the red balloon goes past, doesn't it? Before they do it. Yeah. So is Pennywise because I don't think that I don't think a school bully would intentionally would just get out a knife and start carving. And you can see by his mates' reactions when he's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Like they can tell that's not like him. So do you think so he's been under the influence? I of think Pennywise Penny is influencing him to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I like that part. But then my fear, well, my interpretation of Ben's fear was the fear of being ignored, like he's been ignored all of his life. And by that car just driving past and not stopping, yeah, I thought possibly. it was the so you, idea. you think it was more there for Ben than for... Yeah, but it could work either because way. Because Pennywise then influences him to kill his own dad later in the film yeah. through the TV. So that's that's where I put two together for, oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, it might be that he's been threatening him for quite, like, well, manipulating him for quite a while, and we don't, we don't but know. But that fear that. of being ignored is a good point because he's he's been and he's ignored, lonely all his life, and he's yeah. ignored throughout the film as well, which is really sad. Ben's the only one that doesn't get his closure, I suppose. Billy shoots Georgie, and Stan faces his fear. So they all essentially they face all they, fear, they all yeah. face their fear, but Ben's is ongoing because Ben's is being ignored, yeah, and being overlooked, and I, I, that's quite sad because I really like Ben's character. Yeah, Ben was Ben was a really good character. So whilst Ben and the bullies are fighting, well, not fighting, well, Ben is being pinned down and carved into, he ends up getting thrown over the side and rolling down, and so he's running through the woods. At this point, the Loser Club are also around the wooded area in the sewer bit because they help Billy look for Georgie there. Uh, we get the first thing about the germaphobe kid, I think it's Eddie, yeah. <laughs> he hates it and then you've got the banter between Richie and Eddie and I think these two are the funniest in the film yeah. and it's things like he's picking up like the shit with the stick yeah. and he's like yeah you'll get a staph infection and then he's like I'll give you a staph infection <laughs> and it's just it's really funny it's really and it's an enjoyable thing and I turned to you constantly throughout this film and I was like you are Richie like it, it's like someone he's who's modelled a, good a sense, child he's got a good you. sense of humour Richie yeah he's cool so then they find Ben, who's obviously bleeding, he's cut up and things like that, and they manage to get him outside a pharmacy where germaphobe kid Eddie is going to try and sort his side out. Beverly is also in the pharmacy and she is picking up, well, she's looking at what tampons to get. Yeah. So presumably, because she's staring at it for quite a long time, it's the, it's maybe a first period, the first... Yeah, it sounds like it's it looks like something she's never been educated on. Yeah. Again, again bringing back to maybe the fact she hasn't got a mother figure there who, yeah. who gives these talks. And so I feel like, the, yeah, this is quite an important bit because I think this is what Beverly's fear is. I don't think Beverly's... We, you've obviously got the dad in the picture, but I do think that Beverly's fear is massively becoming a woman. I, I think that and I think that plays in the blood scene later on in the bathroom. Maybe she doesn't want to be a woman because yeah. her dad's attracted to her. Yeah, mm. and that's, that's where I'm coming from with it. But Beverly then helps the loser club get the stuff for Ben's wounds. She... You know, she flirts with the chemist guy. Makes a distraction. Makes a distraction. Creates a distraction for him. And then they're sorting out Ben's stomach. They're, at this point as well, there's a t uh, the TV's on in the background when Beverly comes back in with... And her dad's watching the TV. And it's about playing in the sewers with kids. Mm. And so Pennywise is actually on her TV yeah. as well. And this this is what makes me think that how long has, has Beverly's dad been manipulated by Pennywise? No, I don't think is it, so. It's just odd that it's on, subliminally. Mm. It's an odd one. I'm not sure. So then you get uh, the dad, and he's on about, you know, you stole my little girl, blah, 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 blah. And it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It is really menacing. And then she goes into the bathroom and cuts all the hair off. And so is that signifying the stripping of gender, the stripping of being a woman? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's that deep. I think it's just because he touched her hair and was complimenting the hair and she thought, I'm going to get that off because... Well, girl's hair, likes. it's like... Girl's hair's like the crowning glory. If you, you've got beautiful hair, it's sort of like a girly thing to have. And so by taking that away, 
she's maybe trying to make herself look less attractive in a way. Possibly. I, I just think she cut it off because she, her dad started stroking it and he said that he loves her hair and stuff. So. No, I think it runs deeper than that. But it that, that being the basic, but I do think it runs deeper in terms of that. And at this point we see that... So at this point in the film we've got Derry being known for all the murders and things like that. And so we learn that this has been happening for quite a while. We also learn that in Ben's backpack he'd kept her postcard and he managed to slip it into Beverly's backpack as well. Yeah, with a little poem on it. Yeah, and it's lovely and it's something about your hair is winter or winter fire. Your hair is winter fire and then it's something about embers in January. Yeah. And that's quite poignant because he's able to recite it whereas she automatically assumes that it's Bill. Yeah. uh, Billy, you've sent it. And so he's able to recite it which is quite cute. Eddie is at this point is on the way home and he gets attacked by the leopard. This was pretty gross. This reminded me of The Shining. The leopard? Leper. Leper? What the fuck's a leper? A diseased person. Right. When, since when was it called that? I've never a heard leper. of it. I've never heard it of it. It's like an older thing for somebody who's got disease. I've never heard of it. It came from the term of leprosy. Oh, right. Leper. No, I've not heard of it. But it reminds me of the woman from The Shining. So the old. Yes, it, yes, it, yes, looked, I know what you mean, it was. Yeah. It was quite good that, and maybe you appreciated that more because it was, but it's more practical special effects. Like that guy yeah. clearly looked made up rather yeah. than. It looked good. Yeah, I, I think it looked a lot better. And then you've got the big blood scene where Beverly's in the bathroom and she's hearing things down the drain, which all links to the sewer. So we yeah. presume that that's where it lurks. And all of a sudden, it, it, I like the fact it's hair yeah, coming up down, and yeah. pulling her down. Is it her hair? We don't know, but it's quite yeah. a good, it's quite a good little play back there. It's almost like saying you can't get rid of me, like it's pulling her back in. Yeah, and it, it's like a fear coming back together. She's trying to get yeah. rid of a fear of becoming a woman, and it it's coming back together. And obviously, the huge blood scene, like that, links towards the idea of that you know she was on, she was having a first period, yeah. things like that. And so it was, it's all very heavy symbolism of the concept of she's on that cusp between girlhood and womanhood. And this is your first in- inkling that in the film that only people, only like the kids can see stuff that it leaves behind. Yeah, because... Because the, the dad comes in and you can't see any of the blood, but we see that it's absolutely coated. Yeah, everywhere. and she's just sitting there like, she's in complete shock and she can't even get her words out properly to her dad. And he's, he's sort of looking at her like, what, what the fuck's going on? What's wrong yeah. with you? See, George's death is really important to the film because it's, it's not just the thing that leads them to searching for Georgie in the sewers and things like that. It also stems a lot of Billy's guilt because he was meant he he just didn't want to go play with Georgie. Yeah, it's kind of like he obviously wanted to find his brother, but at the same time he wanted to clear his own conscience because if he's alive, then he never died, and if he never died, he's not guilty for feeling that he could have saved him. Yeah. So it's like fifty percent he wants his brother back, and fifty percent he can't live with the fact that he could have stopped it happening. Yeah, and you know what? I I suppose. Do you think it would have stopped it happening if he'd have been there? I'm not, got I'm not sure because point. you never Pennywise ne, not never normally did it in groups. It was individually like to terrorize. He liked people. to get them on their own, didn't he? So maybe I think inevitably, 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 <laughs> inevitably, inevitably, <laughs> it it would have happened, but maybe just not at that particular time. It probably would have happened later. Yeah, probably. So the next day, Beverly's sort of waiting on them all, and she's like. You, you've got to see this and she takes them to the bathroom and they can see all the blood coat in the walls and things like that and I really liked this scene yeah it all, was just... all shifting together to help her out yeah and, and there was no there was no like grossed out there was no like what sort of blood it's sort of like yeah well we can't leave it like this let's all yeah let's all pull together and help her and I really liked that scene it showed that they were forging quite a strong bond they work out at this point as well, they've nearly all seen the clown in its different sort of forms. Yeah. So they know that something is happening. They work out that every 27 years, shit goes down. So it <laughs> all over my head at this point was Jeepers Creepers, where it's like every 23rd spring for 23 days, it gets to eat. And that is sort of the same premise. It's 27 years. And, it, and thinking about what you said about Ben's fear being loneliness, it is because even... He never really gets credit for the for the stuff he's found out. Like if it wasn't for them, they'd have no clue about about Pennywise or yeah, and well, all they'd they have did. known about him, but not why he's there and what he's doing. But when he walked in, they sort of took the piss out of his room because mm. of like the 
there was all like plans of yeah. the sewer and like the plans of Derry around the place. Well, I'd say except from Billy because he took it so seriously he wanted to find him. Yeah, brother. everybody aside from Billy. And Beverly. Yeah, and a pa- at this point as well, I forgot to mention, just before this happens, so when Billy and Beverly are in the bathroom together, she recites a little bit of the postcard and Billy's like, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking yeah. about. So that sort of strikes it that Beverly's like, oh, it wasn't Yeah, so she didn't even... She didn't even um believe for a second that it could have been Ben. No, well, like she he wasn't even in his mind. Which is which is this is what frustrated me about it because at the start of the film she gave him the time of day and the interactions that they had at this point Billy and Beverly had, had not really many interactions. Yeah, and it's it's quite sad that it she was so dismissive of him. Yeah. I, I, and like at the well, jumping ahead a bit here, but the end of the film where Beverly and Billy, Billy have the have this little chat and this little moment together and this kiss. I just thought I'd much rather that be Ben, but if you say it as a big part to play in the second yeah, one... Yeah, it does play out better in the second one, because he's no longer the little fat chubby kid who's quite a good-looking right. guy, and he, he's, he's pretty much sorted in life. Then they are all in the garage, is it a garage? Basement? What are the two? And they're, what, they're looking through the projector. Yeah, it's a garage, I think, because they open it up and there's Yeah, that's there. it. And this is amazing, this scene. I, I really liked this it scene. It reminded me of Sinister. Yeah, when it starts playing by itself, yeah, that, the videos. That, see, stuff like that is what's scary in horror films. Like someone morphing into a, into like a, even though the the stands one was quite scary, but that something like that where it's progressive and building up tension, that's more scary to me than the yeah. most of the film. That's probably one of the most scary scenes in there. So the projector starts flickering by itself, and it we get we end up getting like a stop motion thing of a picture, and the woman has red hair, and like as it turns around, it. Pennywise, and then he co- ends up coming out the projector, and I really liked that scene. But what it, it stopped getting scary for me when Pennywise came out the projector, and I don't know why. I just don't think he's a scary character. It it doesn't scare me like when I like that dancing scene later on in the film when he's doing that. Like it's not scary. Like when I see it, when I see the there were so many memes of that. I know when, when I when out. I see the villain of a film, like well not necessarily the villain but the the killer or the the demon or something. I want to be scared to see it. I wasn't scared to see Pennywise. But maybe that's just because he's, he's... Maybe it's because he's in there from the very start. And because I said to you on a previous episode that what I find scary is the unknown of yeah. not knowing, like, the demons, like, in Insidious. Like, it's it's scary to him until you're in the layer and you're like, well, I know what's happening. Like, they're all there now. You, you can, can see fucking him. speak for yourself because I was still fucking scared. So maybe it's just because he was there from the start, but I still I still think it's just because he, he didn't look scary. He didn't really... The idea of becoming what you fear is scary, but Harry Potter did that. That that, that was enough then. That was scary. You know, when they come, it comes out of that closet. Yeah. Like, the bogger. Yeah, that's more scary than this well, fucking film. I just... I put in my notes, I literally put, Pennywise is a bogger. That's more that the boggarts in fucking Harry Potter are more scary than Pennywise. I know are you on about the Dementor. Well, it turns into a Dementor, doesn't it? Yeah. But it, remember, because it was a bogger. It, it changes it turns to Har- Yeah, it turns to Harry's turn, and then a, a Dementor comes out. Why do you think it wasn't Voldemort? Was Harry scared of him? Maybe yeah. maybe wasn't that scared. At of him. that point, he was. Hmm, I'm not sure. Maybe Dementor. I, I fucking Dementors are scary. I'd man. rather take down a Dementor than take down Voldemort, though. Fuck that! I'd rather take down Voldemort. It's so much about his nose. Voldemort's been beaten. Is that right? Or are you saying you'd rather come up against Voldemort? Yeah. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I won't want to go, go up against the Dementor. Yeah, I won't want to go up against the Dementor. No chance. What suck your soul out? It's not about that one. Be, I ain't got much of a soul left. Fucking so scary, them things. Oh, and in Prisoner of Azkaban, where we like put, they put the rand on the. Yeah, thing, that, that was scary over. as fuck, man. That was actually. Fucking Remus Lupin comes out with his chocolate bars and he's like, Expecto Patronum. We like Harry Potter, if you can't tell. We're, we're big fans. Anyway. We go back to Henry, so we get... The thing with this film is it switched... There's so many kids in it that it's difficult to remember where you are with them. But Henry is absolutely petrified of his dad. We learn that quite quickly in the film. And he's... Well, I thought he was going to shoot the cat, and I was sitting there thinking, he better not shoot that fucking yeah, cat. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that would be too far. I'd in lose a, my head. In edge. a film that's not willing to take it far of its death, don't take it far with stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd have lost my shit if that had happened. So I'm quite happy that he didn't end up killing the cat. But then the dad comes out. Puts him in his place. Puts him in his place. and Embarrasses him in front of... Does this scene make you... The, the, so essentially just to lay the scene because we're going to talk about it. Um, he's showing off in front of his friends of his dad's gun. He's pointing the gun about shooting stuff and he, he gets his friend to say... Well, he says to his friend, get the cat and put it in the, in the shooting range. 
and he was going to shoot it. His dad comes out, gives him a massive bollocking, embarrasses him in front of his friends, starts shooting around his feet, and, and the bully starts crying. What was the bully's name? Henry. Henry. Henry starts crying. And I didn't know if the scene was there to make you feel like, oh, is he is like he's because like of sympathy. his dad. Yeah, like his dad. But then I thought, no, fuck him. Like, because people... People get abused every day by the parents. Yeah, like, that. that's not an excuse to, to take it out on other people. So I just... I, I thought, is it in there to make you... Is it there for satisfaction as a viewer thinking, yeah, look at you now, you think you're so fucking big and clever, but now you're sat there crying in front of your friends or is it to make you think, oh, no, maybe he ain't had the best upbringing. Yeah, I mean, it's the idea of nature versus nurture, isn't it? But, but Beverly's, just, Beverly's had worse and she's a totally yeah. opposite character. She's. But we don't know how long Henry's been manipulated by... If that's the case. It, yeah, and that's how it runs. I mean, in the second film, I spoil it for you, but he's blamed for this uh, for the events that happened and he's put in a mental asylum Bloody hell. and then pennywise releases him when he's an adult it's quite it's quite mm. clever he comes back to it but yeah his dad does sort of put him in his place and he says this really poignant line and i had to write it down ain't nothing but a little fear to make a man crumble and that's that's the film yeah and it's the idea that and you're fine until you come up against something you're afraid of and then it can it can completely dismantle you. And I really like that line. Then we've got Eddie's illnesses. So I cannot remember the girl's name at all. She's the daughter of the pharmacist and she's the one who picks on Beverly at the very beginning. And Eddie walks in and he's after his prescription and the pharmacist goes to the back and the girl says, because he's got his cast on, because he broke his arm at that point as well. And she says, they're all placebos. Placebos. <laughs> and then oh, Eddie's like, like, they're all placebos. <laughs> that was that was real funny. But Eddie's illnesses don't stem because he thinks he's got them and he's a hypochondriac. It's his mother. His, his mother's drawn it into him that she he needs her and it's Munchausen's she... by proxy. That's what she's got. Is that that Netflix show? What? Have I just embarrassed myself? There was a show about this, wasn't it? When when a I saw it got promoted loads. That that little that young girl who was told by oh her gypsy lied about her age and then she ended yeah, up killing the her mum. Yeah, yeah, no, it was on Hulu. But, but it's the same concept. Yeah, that's what that's what the mother had. Yeah, yeah, it was based on true events. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to watch it. It was but... good. I really liked the series. And but yeah, it's Munchausen's by proxy. So you know, she made Eddie feel like he needed her, like she, he couldn't yeah. go outside and. Stuff like that. And so it was that sort of... Well, back to Henry then, who goes inside the house, because he goes to the post box because he sees a red balloon yeah. hanging from it. And inside is the knife that he lost in the forest when he was carving up Ben. Yeah. So he goes into the house and on the TV screen... Pennywise is there. Pennywise is there and the host is talking about killing. And that's when I that's when I thought, yeah, maybe Pennywise has been influencing because he influenced him to carve... Just, just the fact that Pennywise drove past during that time. Um, but the, like you said, there's two sides to that. Was it for Ben? Was it for... Yeah, and we don't know. Yeah. He stabs his dad in the neck. Dad dies. Oh, that's a good scene. Yeah, it is a good scene. Gory. And I think it's very overlooked it's, as well. It's it very raw. Like, it's... There's no, like, camera changes or... It's just he, it close up on his face with the night, with the blade going into his neck. Yeah. Yeah. And then not only does he stab his father, but... Pennywise persuades Henry to kill them all. Yeah. Because they're all saying, kill them all, kill them all. Which, I think that Pennywise scares kids because he eats them and he's, they taste better when they're scared. Mm. So I'd be telling someone to go kill them. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Unle- unless, unless maybe Pennywise is saying that because he'd never actually let them kill them, but he'd, it'd scare them more. I mean, him going after them as well, would it increase yeah, the fear Yeah, increase levels? the fear because they know that Possibly. they're not the same. <laughs> Mateo. <laughs> The TV's on in the background and Netflix is paused and Mateo off Benidorm just pops up. So then we get the their gazebos bit and Eddie kicks off at his mum and says, you're doing this to me, I'm not ill, I don't need this medication. And he sort of stands up against her because she, when he breaks his arm, he goes running to her and she kicks off and she's like, you should never have hung out with you. And then she talks to Beverly and says, you know, we all know what you're like. And it, it's quite a, quite a nasty scene, but the ball kicked off and so they're all going back to the house because they've worked out that the house is where all this has happened so they're looking for the well aren't they yes that's where they believe it's all been that's where they believe it from. lives that's where all the gutters align and, and end up being yeah there. so they find the well and it is at this point it's very goonies i was waiting for one eye willie to pop up at yeah. some point but they they get the rope and get themselves down and at this point as well we've got the scene between beverly and the father and she goes to fucking town on him i was so, i mm. loved this scene so he's 
he, he sort of grabs her legs and it is it's that sexualized quite it never says it all it looks like he's going to but rape he, her. yeah it's going it's going towards that yeah and she manages to kick him well knee him and then kick him back and then she hits him over the head with a basin. But kills him by the looks of kills it. Kills him by the looks of it. And then Pennywise grabs hold of her. Yeah. And she wakes up in the well. Yeah. At, right at the very bottom. And she looks up and there's all like, there's body parts hanging and things that kids have dumped on the floor. It's yeah. like a mountain of trash. And she gets to Pennywise and she says, I'm not scared of you. You, you can't do anything to me because... I'm not afraid of you. And he sniffs her and she's not afraid. And so he's pissed off about that. And then he says, you will be. And there's like three little orbs. Like he opens his like mouth. I didn't know if that was what like torches. They? Like of kids like trying to find the way out or something. I thought that when I saw a trailer, I think. But I'm not sure what it I is. I don't know what they are. And it really... But then he makes her a, he makes her a floater. Doesn't he? That's what it's called. <laughs> Beverly the floater. That's what he calls him, doesn't he? He says, you're going to float, and then... You'll float too. Yeah, like, why... Why Is the kids who aren't scared become floaters? Because he no, doesn't because want to George eat No, because Georgie was a floater. Was he? I thought, I thought he yeah, wasn't floating. Yeah, because he, was, he always said you'll float too. I No, I think that they're all... I think they're just... That's his layer. I think he doesn't eat the whole body. He doesn't eat the whole child. Because, like, there were kids there, hanging there, but they had, like, limbs missing mm. and stuff like that. So he only eats what he wants from them. That's why I got the impression right. of. And then Beverly goes into this sort of trance, and we never see what she saw. But she actually says she sees them when they're adults. Mm. And she reveals more about that in the second film, right. about what she saw. So... Then you've got uh, this really cute scene between Beverly and Ben. So Billy's run off after Georgie. At this point as well, you've got Mike and Henry end up having a fight. Henry grabs the gun that Mike used to kill the sheep and like puts it to his head. But yeah. then Mike manages to push him off. Push and him that, off, that... and then he falls straight down. So Pennywise must have saved him because shut that would have killed him. Yeah, surely it would have killed him. So maybe Pennywise took a liking to me you might know more because in the second film but... I can't, it's been I honestly I, I saw the second film once and I did fall asleep towards because the end because for him to want to keep him alive and break yeah, him out of a mental hospital maybe it was like an experiment for him yeah mind you at the bottom of that well there were like loads of like shit that he could have fallen on mm, but so, it must have been I don't know we're looking too in depth into it if we yeah he was saved that's all yeah. we need to know he was saved Billy's gone off to go find Georgie Bev and Ben Ben gives her a kiss to try and bring her out of it, and it does. And yeah. as much as it was a bit steric cliche, I did like it. Yeah, it was. It was a nice touch. And it it was really sweet. And so then she woke up and she was out of the trance, and that was it. Because Bev says to Ben, "January embers," and Ben says, "My heart burns there too." Oh, mm, yeah, the, I might the, cry. The, That's such a cute little there was thing. A, there was a little power couple one, even though she didn't acknowledge him really. Until towards, well, the beginning she did, not towards the end. So the next big scene really does get to me. It's quite an emotional one between Billy and Georgie. And so Georgie's standing there with his little arm missing. And he's talking about, you know, I just want to go home. I miss mum, I miss dad, I miss you. Yeah. Can the, we, this, can we go I home? think this was a turning point for the attitude towards it. Because the kids became bigger than it. Because yes, definitely. For, for the whole film is finding Georgie. That's why they're all there. And the, the, it tries to portray George. So for him to shoot him, it shows nah. Like I know, I'm, yeah. I know your game, and I know what you're after, and you're not going to get it. And that's when it kind of turns. But it is. It's the emotional blackmail of you know. I just want to go home. Mm. I'm, I'm scared here. I don't like it. I need to go home. And he just puts the gun to his head, and it's like he's like, "What are you doing, Billy?" Mm. And it he's is, like, "It is." And Billy says, I love you, but you're not Georgie. Yeah, even though we know it's not George as well, it's still kind of like, oh, Because that, that's what if it's... I, if mum was like in a thing like that and I knew it wasn't her, like even the, even contemplating it, like even though it's not her... I think I could... If, say if there was a zombie apocalypse and anyone I knew... It reminded me of Shaun of the Dead, you know, where Barbara turns into a zombie. I could fucking kill someone if it was a zombie. I don't think it matters who it is. It's, it must have been harder than... I say it must have been harder like it was real. It would have been harder than because... It's George's voice and it's he's acting like how Georgie would. Yeah. But. So he shoots him in the head and then he sort of reverts back to his Pennywise form and he tries scaring the kids. So I really liked, I, I really liked this and I know it was heavily CGI'd, but 
whenever he turns to a different kid, he becomes their different fear. Yeah. And there's bits of different fears like being thrown in everywhere. You got you got the idea that Pennywise is on the ropes at this point, just desperately trying to to scare these kids. Yeah, and he manages to grab hold of Billy, and he says, "Look, here's the deal." I'll just take him. I'll feed off him. Yeah, and let, let the rest of you go. You guys can go. You never have to worry about it again. And then you've got Rich who starts saying it, and he's on about, um, you know, you made me do this, you made me do that, you made me go into the sewers, you made me get a staph infection from all this water, and now I'm going to have to kick this clown's ass. <laughs> and so they all start beating him up. I think that was Pennywise's last attempt because if, if they'd have left at that point, they'd, because at this point they felt like they could... Do do Pennywise in? Yeah. But if they, they, <laughs> take him on <laughs> for them have been for them to have been offered that, it was kind of like I can still have you, so leave before. Yeah. And if they said no, it would have shown fear because they'd have been scared that he, he would have got them all. Yeah. But by saying no, I think that's when that just shows that they ultimately did not yeah. fear him anymore. It was, it, it was powerless. And it shows, and he's very he, he start this. He reminds me of Voldemort this scene, you know, at the end of Deathly Hallows Part Two, where he starts flaking off. Yeah. And bits of him start disappearing. And Billy's standing there and he's saying, look at you. We're not afraid of you. You're, you should be the one who's afraid. Now you're afraid because you're going to starve. The film kind of has like two endings. Not two endings, but normally in a film it, it all builds up. Like there's little events that happen which build up to the final scene. But when there was in the house scene, when they first went to the house above the wall, the, the wells behind the house, yeah. it? That that's how Pennywise wanted it to be he wanted all the kids yeah. to be scared and sh- scared shitless and kill him it, the first round went to him yeah that, that, and I think he was expecting a similar type of thing or would he not have expected them to come looking for him because essentially that's what they did I mean I think I think he wanted them to look for him but he didn't he didn't contemplate it going out of his favour do you think he can only kill in the sewers or in the well because he sees him out plenty of times no because he kills later he kills in the second film Right. Out of the sewer. I just wondered, like, because you never see a child die above ground, essentially. Yeah, in the second one, a child dies above ground. Right. You are right. It's it. He sort of, it, but it is the idea of like the basement, the sewer, the cellar, something that's below yeah. ground. It's not quite. Because like he could have killed him in that house, so why didn't he? I know they all got there just in time to save someone. I think he wanted. If maybe they weren't afraid enough, like, and he just what he wants to just, push yeah, them. Yeah, he just got cocky a bit ahead of him, a bit of a. Got too big for his boots. I thought I'm gonna keep because the the way it's laid out is and the way the, that it's insinuated is the more scared you are, the tastier you the are. Tastier, yeah. So maybe we're just really, really going for it because I'd imagine kids not don't normally fight back like the loser club did. Yeah. So he's hanging on to the edge of this well by like the tip of his fingers, and then he sort of disappears, and that's the end of it for now. They cut to another scene, and it's the group of them are all sort of standing there in shock about what's happened, but you know laughing because it's sort of like the relief oh my god yeah and they all make a promise that in 27 years time it will come back like they, they're under no illusion that this is over yet yeah so they say in 27 years they'll come back and they make a blood promise so he cuts all the hands and they all join hands and they, it's like a blood promise and then they all say right well we've got to get back and they end up going back and we are left with bill and beverly they have a chat they leave but then they end up kissing and I, I, I literally wrote in my notes, like, I wrote your direct quote, why not Ben? Fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. this is literally what you put. I, I, I got this in my notes. I said, why, I don't, you said in the second film it makes more sense, but does it in relation to, does that kiss mean anything in the next film? I don't want to ruin it for you. The sort of a... Because Billy's story was George, and I think it should have been, like, each kid Stop had the... Stop calling him George, it's Georgie. Georgie, each kid... Because he's little and cute. Each kid had their own story. And I feel like Ben's, like you said, even though it was loneliness, his wasn't portrayed that much. So I feel like they really could have focused on Ben and Beverly and then George and Billy, Georgie and Billy was your side. Yeah. But if it, if it plays along in a second, because maybe they want us to feel like this, like, whoa, what, what about Ben? Yeah, in the, se- in the second one, it does come up to fruition more. But that's about the end of the film. Yeah, it, to be fair, now we spoke about it, it's like you with The Shining, like, it's more interesting when you discuss it. Yeah. And I, I would I would like to watch the second one because I want to find out what happens. I want I want more explanation to Pennywise himself, like... And it's consistent too, so you get as much character development from the adult versions of the children. I have heard the actors that they hired to play the adult versions Oh, they the were kids, fantastic. They smashed it out of the park. Yeah, I they, have heard that. You, you could pair them both together and they... You, you won't tell the difference. Yeah, I mean... I believe the adult version of, Be- for example, the adult version of Beverly is Jessica Chastain. And, like, if you put them both together, 
they look like twins. And I do believe there's shots of them together at some point, and they, they look like the children of the parents. It's really odd. But that, that would have played a massive part in the second film, I think. Yeah, it, and I, I say I do like the second film more than I like the first. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not so bad. That was the film altogether. Now it is time for my fun facts. Fun fact, let's hear them. Okay, so I always start with a time on a question. Uh, well, not question, Box it's office. my little quiz on you. Right, what was the budget for this film? I need to remember the last film, so I've got something to compare it to, because I always forget. Do you want me to tell you? The last film was The Shining, though. Oh, God, that's not helpful. That no. is literally a polar opposite of the film. I don't think we've, we've not even had... I'm going to say... This is the most recent film we've done, I think. Eight million. For the budget? Yeah. The budget was 35 million. Fucking hell. How much box office did it bring in? I'm going to go big, because films are a lot, a lot more popular now. 235 million. 701.8 million. Fuck. No one of them invested that much in it if that's what the returns was going to so be. So it became, I'll just do a little first, my first fact, I'll go in with it. So after just eight days of its release, it became the highest grossing horror film of all time. See, that's just, that. that's because of hype build up, I think. Well, not just that, you know, you're not a reader, so you don't get it as much. I'd, have, Stephen, I'd imagine, I'd imagine the majority is... of those people are readers. No, Stephen King, oh, Stephen King's like a cult, Ollie. Like, it, he's... I, I can't describe it as... Do you think more people who... He's the Bill Gates of right in horror. <laughs> so do you, you think that, say, like, the demographic of people who watch films, do you think the majority of them will read as opposed to the ones who don't read? Because I think people watch films because they don't want to read a book. No, in this section, I'm, I mean, when it comes to it, it's like, you know, there was a lot of... I'm a teacher, so... There was a lot of kids at school talking about it and, they, you know, they wanted to go see it and things like that. Because it is a horror film and it's scary. But at the same point, I would argue that more people who'd, people who'd watched the film had also read the book. Really? Yeah. Mm. Or are fans of Stephen King and read his books. Because he is a massive Well, author. I never watched it because I never watched the original because, I mean, I'm guessing the original was so big because of the book. And the, well, the, the original, like, about. people automatically think the original's a film, but it's not. It was a miniseries for a TV programme. So yeah, I don't like, know where all the hype came from. Maybe like maybe like I said Stephen King. Yeah, it's Stephen. I mean Stephen King wrote The Shining. Mm. Fair enough. You know, it was he's a massive horror writer, and as I say, a lot of the fans wanted, and it was hyped up for ages. I mean, I don't quite remember the hype for the first one, but the hype for the second one, Jesus Christ! They had like carnivals put mm. up. They had like mini mirror mazes that played feature in the I wonder second film. I wonder if it did the first one box office wise. I bet it. I bet it did. I would argue, yeah. I yeah. think it would have done. We'll have to see. We'll see when we watch it. So, my little behind-the-scenes facts. In the entire film, Pennywise only has four minutes of dialogue. I can believe that. He doesn't talk very much. No. It's more his shock factor yeah. than it is what he says. What? Or his lipstick style. Did you know that the, the character does that himself? That's not... Yeah, you just made me laugh when you did it. I wish we could have had a picture of you just going... Good, though. Yeah, so he only has four minutes of dialogue. A lot of the dialogue was improv. Richie and Eddie's banter scenes, especially. The actors came up with that on the spot. What, as kids? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oliver, don't make out your shot. That's the sort of shit you came out with at, your, at that age. I know, but like, if I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want my kids saying that in front of me. Like, I'm guessing the parents would have been there on set and stuff. And I wouldn't want my fucking kids saying... Well, I suppose some of, the, like some of it was improv, but I'd imagine a lot of it is adult humour because it's in an adult film. Oh, yeah. But I think kids are a lot older nowadays, yeah. aren't they? So they know a lot more. The teeth prosthetics that Bill Skarsgård wore as Pennywise made him drool profusely and the director decided to keep it in because it fit with his ravenous, like monstrous, yeah, like he wanted to eat them. But it was not part of the script, but it was just because the prosthetics that he was fit with made him drool. Bill Skarsgård had horrific nightmares throughout filming. Like He was so involved in the character, like his mental health took a massive boot in for it. Right. He, he really struggled with it a lot of the time. When Richie is in the room full of clowns the first time they go to the maze, Tim Curry's version of Pennywise from the miniseries is in there as well. Ah. And it's just not noticed, which I thought was quite a little nice shout Having out. Having a little Easter egg. Yeah, it was good. Other actors that were up for playing Pennywise, so I believe Bill Skarsgård got offered it fourth. I don't know actors. So he was fourth. You'll know these. You'll, well, you'll know. You'll if know the character they played in a Johnny film Depp. What's right? No, him, obviously. Yeah. Tilda Swinton, you won't know, but she's a female, so I was quite interested with that. Mm. Like, female Pennywise, that's quite an interesting concept. Jim Carrey, the Grinch. Right, yeah. The Mask. 
and William Dafoe playing Green Goblin. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, ah. he was considered for playing it as well. Those were just a few. There were quite a lot more people considered, but those were like some of the main yeah. ones that I picked out on. Tim Curry was offered the choice to reprise his role during early development, so they offered the part to him first, but he turned it down. But he's very he's a very sick man. Right. He's in a wheelchair now. I wouldn't like to say what he's got. I think it's a mess. Right. But I'm not entirely sure. That might just be me spitballing there. And those were my fun facts. Nice. For the film. So, would you rather now, isn't it? Your so it's, yeah, so it's not a would you rather as such, but it is a question. It You might come up with an answer for it and then think about an answer later on and think, oh yeah, shit. But it's quite a, an interesting one. So, Pennywise is a shapeshifter. He uses fear to take advantage of victims. How would Pennywise scare you? Um, being chased up the stairs. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Just a never-ending set of stairs. spiral staircase. <laughs> that, that would actually be it. That would be your a, ga- a guy in a, a guy in a cloak or just someone with a mask on, like a scary mask, like a Michael Myers or a Ghostface mask, just running up behind me up, up a never-ending staircase. That, to me, would be hell. If I'm off to hell, that's what it'll be. Yeah, that's quite a good one. What about you? I don't know. I don't... I've got a phobia of clowns, but it can't be that bad if I can watch Pennywise yeah. now. So it's not like it's a scary, scary. I don't really have. I'm not really afraid of anything. Like, afraid to the point where it would kill me to look at it. What, your cat's being hurt? Yeah, it'd maybe, it'd probably be an emotional... But I, I didn't want to say something like really deep, but yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of like a film, like a scary film. Yeah. Because obviously there's, more, there's worse stuff to happen than me being chased up staircase. Yeah. Just to keep it like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, yeah, probably one of my cats being hurt. I think more than anything. Or going missing or something. Or yeah, taken, yeah, yeah, something like that would would be my idea of a nightmare. Because there's not like a specific, like mums would be werewolves. Yeah. Like, yeah, do you know I what I mean? Like it's really a specific, fear. Fear. I don't really have a fear of anything. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, and just... Oh, no, we're... actually I do. What? The grudge, the sound the grudge makes. Yeah? Yeah, that's fucking creepy. What's it being laid in bed and then hearing that from underneath your bed? That uh... would be it. I've never seen the grudge. But then there's a scene where she like lifts up the quill and she's directly under her. Ugh. No, yeah, actually it'd be that. That was Pennywise doing that would frighten the fuck out of me. Fair play. And that did you put the picture? Um, our supernatural podcast went out yesterday. Our supernatural today. episode. Oh yeah, today. Um, <laughs> it's good job I've been charged with the scheduling, did you, isn't did, it? Did, I thought it was Friday for some reason. That's put me on a bit of downer thinking it was Friday, but. Have you did you post a picture of the foot on the Instagram? I didn't. That if you've listened to that podcast, you'll know. But just seeing this portrait of Yara again and re- making me realise I was shitting myself the other night. It don't look as terrifying. <laughs> it don't because we're not talking about ghosts. But Charlotte sent me the photo of the foot, and even when I saw it, I was like, "Fucking hell, that is so strange." Still doesn't come into the ghost. It does real. look like a dog's snout, but Lou yeah. was behind me. Yeah. So I know it wasn't a dog. And you've heard a footstep walking on. Yeah, and it stayed there, and Luna do not stay anywhere. So. I will put that up on the. Yeah, put it up on Instagram, the Instagram feed. This week, because I'm at my dad's, and I didn't remind Oliver, which is sort of my fault, he didn't bring the 13 days of Halloween, which is what we usually do to pick out the horrors. So we decided to do something a little bit different this week because we focus quite heavily on. 90s films and 80s films we've this done, one was done, the only we've done slashes like done slashes your like your shinings and that like your suspense yeah your what else have we done nightmare on elm street for slasher, we've done Halloween slasher yeah so we've we did so it we've, today which is our 2018 i think no 2017 so this is the most recent one we've done should we watch? Should we do Conjuring? Yeah, let's do the Conjuring. So we are going to be doing the Conjuring, That'll which is one of my favorite horror films. I've got a week to a week Monday. Week when you're listening to this, a week. Yeah. So yeah, a week from now. Right. That's it then. Okay. Job that's done. the end. Of Hope it. you've enjoyed. See ya.